0: Tune you in now
1: to the LBX Daily Show.
0: Brought to you by the LBX Collective.
1: Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now,
0: let's get ready to roll.
1: With your hosts, Christine Beer and Brandon Wiley. All right, welcome everybody. The LBX Ooh. Daily Show for Wednesday, January 17th.
0: Hey, we're, we're we're more than halfway through January right now. This is amazing.
1: I know it's crazy. It's crazy. And then the rest of January is just gonna fly by because obviously next week is IAPA's FEC Summit. Mm-hmm. And it's still on sale. So you know I, I will definitely be there. Gonna miss seeing you there. So unfortunately. No, but uh, go. you know, it's it's a good time to get together with everybody. And then the following week is Birthday University. So birthday university oh, yeah. is January 30th, 31st in Orlando, Florida. And as we talked about on the shows in the past. It's just basically a master's degree in, not officially a master's degree, but like basically a master's degree level education in how to run and operate birthday parties and make them profitable, make them successful and make them something that everybody talks about. And LBX Collective has a bunch of scholarships. So we have scholarships available mm-hmm. and you go to lbxers.com, lbxers.com slash BU and you can fill out the little form there, and we'll be able to provide a scholarship. It's a $399 scholarship for the program. So definitely want to check that out. And that is coming up in just a week and a half from now. So January is going to fly by.
0: Totally. And and we're giving free cupcakes away there, too. So you don't want to out on those.
1: <laughs> you got to get the free cupcakes.
0: It's all about the free cupcakes, guys. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. I ran across this the other day, and I thought it was kind of neat. And I want to get your opinion on it. Uh, It's a place called Combat Karting. It's go karts with a twist. I know we've talked about go karts with a twist before, but this is a different twist. Anyway, it's the first ever uh, gun shooting go kart experience where you battle it out with your friends on the track. It's not just about speed. You gain weapons, shields, power ups, and you dominate the race essentially. Everything you do is seen through on a, a screen right in front of you. It's a see through screen. So you're really immersed in the game without losing focus on your driving, which I thought was pretty cool. And it's kind of like doing a racing video game, but in real life. Now I have a little video that I want to show, and then let's talk about your thoughts around it afterwards. I'll bring it awesome. on stage. Okay. Oh, oh, oh.
1: It's just, oh, I just ran over you this on, close, 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 I can't believe it was that easy You know what? if
0: this was real life Okay <laughs> hey. All right. I I wish the video was a little bit longer. Like I wanted to see a little bit more shooting and understand how it works a little bit better. But I think you kind of got the picture. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean I I mean I could criticize the video and the fact that like we didn't need that little comedic element in the middle of it. Like just show your just show your cool, you know, your cool lasers and like the power-ups and that kind of stuff like you said. Like I'd love to see him how it operates a little bit better, but uh it looks pretty cool. I mean, the idea of being able to shoot la- uh, like actual lasers, like you know, we've done we've looked at like this immersive cur- karting where you know, projection map, chaos carts and battle carts and yeah. like those things are really cool also, but this is a much more I think like tactile form of uh, you know, form where you're actually seeing the laser come out. You're you're feeling some haptics. You're seeing the the heads up display, and as you can still see through the translucent display. So I think it's a really really cool implementation of, of some you know leveling up go karting
0: one of the things that wasn't shown in that video that I don't think you got a sense of is that once you shoot somebody, it actually slows their cart down. So you can shoot them and then it gives you the opportunity to kind of zoom past them. So it really is very strategic and tactical and, you know, making sure you're in the right, I, I don't know, making sure you're, yeah, the right spot to hit somebody so that you can actually go around them and <laughs> you don't hit them and they block up the middle of the track. That would be super annoying, but I'd like to give it a try. I think it'd be interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, being able to get different guns and have just, you know, there's some different triggers Mm. and controls to be able to try different types of guns and do different things. Like, yeah, I like, I like the idea. Um, I think it's cool. It'd be fun to try it. Do we know where it's available or where, where it actually is located?
0: You know what? Uh, Holy moly. That on me, that on me. Let me just go here quickly and take a peek. It is. Oh, how long is this going to take combat carding? Where are you? So this is at high caliber carding and entertainment. So you can Google that and yep, they I'm already are familiar
1: with, I'm familiar with high caliber. So uh, they must've either implemented. Yeah. They, they uh, used to just Michigan? be. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. They're Five in Michigan.
0: Okay. In Michigan. So high caliber in Michigan, they have a bunch of other attractions as well, but uh, this seems to be like one of the first places that this has been implemented. And I believe it's like their iteration. Like it's not like a package you can go buy. like they've actually created this was kind of, Okay. So
1: this is proprietary to them specifically then this isn't like, you know, yeah, somebody's manufacturing this capability.
0: Right. And these aren't concession carts. These were high speed carts as well, which I wanted to note because I know that there are some other concession kind of style go carts out there that do have that Mario Kart piece with it, but these were actually high speed carts that they're utilizing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if we're ever in Michigan, we'll have to yeah. go check it out. Maybe we can have our, maybe we can have our friends at Fun Across America. You know, they're in Minnesota. So, you know, yeah. close. Well, not right now. Actually, Barry's down in Florida. But, you know, when he goes back to Minnesota, maybe they can go and check out, uh, you know, check out High Caliber and do a thing on the combat carding. That would be cool. That would be fun. Awesome. <coughs> Excuse me. Well. I wanted to cover uh, Chuck E. Cheese because on Monday they actually just announced a development partnership with Magical Elves. And so Magical Elves, they actually have done a bunch of like award-winning nonfiction content, including Top Chef, Brain Games, and then the Nailed It, which is like one of my family's favorite shows. It's basically they make cake and they like, it's like the cakes are just terrible. Like they just look terrible. Um, but they're actually going to create a game show series based on the Chuck E. Cheese arcade experience. And so it's actually going to focus on uh, basically standalone comedic physical challenges where duos of big kids, so adults, will compete over supersized arcade games, including pinball, air hockey, uh, alley roller, and then the human claw. And so then the top ticket uh, earning duo will get the chance to exchange their tickets for prizes off the massive version of the iconic Chuck E. Cheese prize wall. So you know, they're actually earning tickets the whole way, just like you would in a normal redemption environment and then <coughs> get to redeem those from the prize wall. And so it's this is actually their first time going into this type of content. They've done some cartoon content and they've just really been wrapping up their global licensing media and entertainment division. And, you know, there's a couple of things that, have, uh, that they've really begun to do as well as like a licensed merchandise program and uh, just other, other original character content. So it'd be interesting to see Chuck E. Cheese Really, just evolve beyond their four walls. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are of like seeing a Chuck E. Cheese live game show. But kind
0: of I think it would, I think if they do it right, it could be like sli- getting slimed. That show slimed or wipeout or something like that. If they do the yeah. fun commentary to go along with it, it could actually be a really good hit. And I love that they're going to have a massive redemption wall. Like I hope they build that in where they get to go watch and the people have to contemplate yep. the item that they want to get. You know, and they make it all tension driven and you know. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's yeah, just think
1: like it we just, just like, like we deal with, uh, you know, like whenever kids you know, get their tickets, and you're like, oh, my gosh, just make a decision. It's either a Tootsie Roll or a finger or a little plastic spider. Pick one. Like, yeah, I know that's, that's, why I'm, that's
0: why I'm really for actually having the kids pick out the redemption before they get to the wall and having something that actually says to them, Hey, we know who you are. I think that you'd really like this toy soldier, you know, to help them along because yeah. that is the worst when they stand there forever and don't pick the product and you get this backlog anyway. But oh, maybe that's the
1: that Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the employees are there and they're like, the employees are trying to be like patient and they're like, Oh my gosh, kid, come on. It's like Smarties or a finger trap, like pick one. <laughs> You know,
0: (laughs) this is a very, very difficult decision, just so you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Do you know what else is a difficult decision is picking what restaurant you're going to go to to eat dinner at nowadays? Because there's so many great ones out there. And there's this massive trend right now for immersive eating. And we've talked a little bit about this on the show in the past with some of the other products that are out there. And I have to say, honestly, I'm crushing so hard on this idea of immersive eating, and I haven't even experienced it before. So I think I need to like get this is on my bucket list or not even a bucket list, like a a once a year kind of thing. I need to go to restaurants and do this. Anyway, in some of my research, I found this super cool system by this company called Crave 4D. It's a 360 degree immersive multi-sensory system for restaurants. And it's built in a super cost-effective way because all you need is a room with four walls, painted plain white, and internet connection so you can hook up all their stuff, and then a plain white table with chairs. I'm going to bring this up and just show you some pictures here. Anyway, this is a white room that they projection mapped, and they just changed the themes And they can customize it to the experience. And something I really like is as we go through these pictures, look at the table, like they can change the look of the table. They can shine spotlights down on things. And as you're eating, they can like put stuff around the cups and do different, really unique things like that. Like if you wanted to do an under the water experience and tie it in with a seafood, you know, course or something like that, some pretty neat things that you can do here.
1: Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, this this implemented. I mean, like like you said, it's like fairly cost effective. Okay, yeah, that's true as far as like white is concerned. But then you know the digital projectors are are right. a little expensive, and I'm sure there's yeah. the Probably system like is grand. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but uh, it's awesome though the, the ability to be able to retheme a room immediately and imagine its potential for birthday parties or for other things. Like that's that's what would be you know absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the Instagrammable moments in there, like that, I think that this would just take off for your business. Now, I wanted to show you another video or a picture actually of Ultraviolet. This is by uh, Paul Perret and he owns a, or he has a Michelin three-star restaurant and I believe it's in Japan someplace. And I just want to show you something that they've done to one of the rooms because it looks so cool. And I'm like, this this is perfect for our industry. Actually, (laughs) if we could have these kind of for birthday party rooms, it would be amazing. So let's bring this up here. Okay. Oh, Instagram. I wish you shared better. But check out this room. Oh, you can't see that very well. I can make it bigger. Anyway, this is um, huh.
1: Oh, yeah, that's cool. It took me a second to figure out what it was because it was it was pretty small. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh
0: so just just keep bear with me. Just keep watching for a second because it all of a sudden turns into. There we go. All right, so you can design these arcade birthday parties or theme you know, it for the birthday bed. You can put the name on the wall, watch the down on the table.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we got the Pac-Man and then uh, hey, the, man, man. the table turns into the Pac Man table. Yeah, this is freaking cool. This would be incredible in right? birthday party rooms. Yeah.
0: And that's why I, oops, uh, that's why I love it. Like it's just so customizable. So you have this room that can do so many different things, and it'll appeal to so many other people or tons of people, right?
1: Yeah, so. yeah, no, no I question. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. That is very cool. So one of the other places that has done some really interesting innovation in what they call building out these micro amusement parks is two bit circus. And I've still never been able to get there because it's in the part of LA. That's like not usually a part of LA that I'm in when I go over there, but uh, I will get there eventually, but they've been in LA for, I think since 2006, no, they opened up in 2018 uh, when they opened in in LA. And then they recently, just a year ago, opened up a location in Dallas at the shops at park lane but it's 35,000 square feet. And it, they just announced this week that it was shut down like a year, about a year after it opened. And so oh, it's only their second location and there's not a whole lot of information as to why they shut down, but, I'll sh- I'm going to show some pictures because I think there's some indication as to there was there's probably some some issues right out right out of the gate. But uh, first of all, this this company Northwood Retail, they're you know they they own the shopping center. They actually recruited Two Bit Circus to come in and add an entertainment component to their shop their shopping center. And shopping center is anchored by outlets like Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, Saks. It's a 665,000 square foot shopping center. So they only were taking 35,000 square feet of that, um, but they were on the second floor of a former Dick Sporting Goods. So it used to be Dick Sporting Goods. They went in on the second floor. And Ward Camp, who's the president of Northwood Retail, they, they own and operate that shops at Park Lane. And he said, look, they're super innovative, fun entertainment concept, but unfortunately had some internal challenges early on. And I said, while well, we did our best to support 2Bit and push for the location to succeed. We realized we needed to switch gears in the space. And so it really sounds to me, like they got uh, ejected from their space, like maybe they couldn't pay their rent or their lease or whatever. And yeah, this yeah. is all speculation, but it's disappointing to hear of a brand that I think has really got a lot of acclaim early on um, for for really being innovative on the arcade space, going into another location, especially at Dallas, which everything goes into Dallas and does very well all the time, like and then it doesn't succeed. And so something, something was wrong from the beginning. But- I wanted to pull up some of these pictures. So this is the, you know, one of the entrances to Two-Bit Circus. They do have a larger sign on the outside, but this is like their exterior entrance. They obviously have an interior entrance as well, which I didn't, wasn't able to get a picture of.
0: Oh yeah. This looks like they're coming in from a parkade here or something. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. And they do have an interior entrance from the shopping mall side, uh, but I just wasn't able to get a picture of it. But these are pictures, first of all, not provided by Two Bit Circus, but provided by just people who had posted this stuff online. And so, like, some of these pictures go back 11 months ago, and then some of them are more recent in the last month or two. And you know, when the first thing I immediately see here is like, it's just empty. Like the place is way too empty. There's like this random table standing in the middle of nowhere with no chairs, which shouldn't happen when, you know, your place is this empty. And like, here's another spot, like literally a picture. Like this is not like, this is just empty. And this is an example of one of their games. Like they do, they have stuff that they build themselves, these midway style games that they have on their own that they've developed. And then they also have like standard arcade games like the ones that you're going to find everywhere, like the twister you can see in the background, you know, they have a hollow gate and they some, a number of other VR things, but again, like all the gates empty and there's like two kids standing there in this whole space. And here's like, and okay, I don't know who these random people are, but the reason I got this picture again is like, here's another picture, a totally different month. The whole bar area is totally empty. Um, there were the, you know, the whole food area, there's nothing. And again, there's these weird random tables with no chairs around them. Here's another picture of some drinks. Again, in the background, all empty. So, definitely something going on there. I don't know why they couldn't get the foot traffic in their doors. But every yeah. picture, I didn't just select the ones that were empty. I just like I, I finally got tired of taking pictures that were empty and putting them onto the, onto the slideshow. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I wonder. You said it was in a mall on the second level.
1: Yeah, the second level of the mall. It used to be the Dick Sporting Goods
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I, that scares me to me, because I think that if you're not on the main level and if you don't have a big outside presence in a mall setting, I think you're in trouble. I I just I don't think you're going to cut the mustard. I don't think you're going to get traffic from inside the mall coming into your location. Personally, that's my opinion of it. But
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Who knows
0: and, and who knows where this mall is actually located <laughs> in Dallas. I'm not very familiar with Dallas. So it could be a bad area of the city. The one thing, though, when I look yeah. at that, it just it reminds me so much of Wonderverse and what we were just looking at this past week around what they've done. At least, I mean, they, they seem to have themed this out a little bit more than what we've seen at Wonderverse, kind of, you know, but it wasn't really super exciting inside.
1: No, no. I mean, like, it's just a lot of empty walls and, and like, yeah, just blank walls, blank ceilings, like some lighting, right? So they did some good lighting around yeah. to you know, some colorization, but, but yeah, really it's, it's very, very empty and like things spread out so far apart from each other that it just like, they're trying to use that 35,000 square feet, which is a lot for just arcades and some VR, like no other attractions. Right. I mean, that's a lot of space to fill with just games.
0: What is their concept supposed to be? Do you understand? Can you explain that a little bit?
1: They call themselves they, they call themselves a micro amusement park. And again, like the idea is that they have midway games and arcades, and it's and it's all just basically digital stuff. So Two Bit Circus is founded by the Bushnell family, who famously started Atari, famously started well, what is now Chuck E. Cheese. Um, I always forget the name of the original uh, show, uh, Showtime uh, Showbiz Pizza. And, right. uh, you know, that, that we talked about a little while ago. And so they went and did the two bit circus and, you, you know, they've clearly had success. At least we can tell externally in LA. I mean, they made it through the pandemic and are still operating. So that says something about them, right. but uh, clearly they weren't able to execute well in Dallas for some reason.
0: I bet you there is a heck of a lot of great lessons there. <laughs> Whatever went wrong, I'm sure there's a lot of stories to be told. It'd be interesting to kind of get their side of it and understand.
1: Yeah, yeah. I really hope I really hope that it does come out because these are the exact kind of things that you that you want to hear. Like when we do these, fa- you know, failures and fuck-ups, like like yes. those types of webinars and, and panels, when you have people come on and like talk about the things that failed, like those are so valuable to learn from. And that's why I want to talk about it, not so that we can like actually. Yeah. Bang on on two bit circus because I actually love I've loved their concept from the beginning and I've wanted to go and see it. It's because there's ways to learn from some of these things and to try to understand why they failed and to talk about it, I think is important so that we don't end up falling into the same trap
0: hmm mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. So let's make, let's, let's add that to our list. <laughs> People that we want to talk to, <laughs> businesses yeah. that we want to review. It's, it's a new, I feel like it's a new podcast.
1: <laughs> no, no. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Sure. Why not, why not, why not add another one to the, to the portfolio?
0: Okay. Okay. I'm going to do this quickly. I'm scratching this off my list today because I cannot look at it for another second, but we need to talk about the Smurfs quickly. We're going to do it in 45 All right. seconds. All right. So hands up if you like the Smurfs growing up. Yes. Yes. Well, they were certainly on the top of my Sunday morning cartoons along with Roadrunner and Gummy Bears. Who didn't love them? Right. But I was super excited to hear that Ligatronic Projects and Mac rides have Pair it up to create an interactive dark ride with the Smurfs. Uh, yay. Let's bring it on stage. So yes, here we go. Yay. Excel. Everybody's happy. Now here's a picture of the actual theater. So they're creating a theater. It's going to be a dark ride that takes guests through a succession of scenes depicting the Smurfs characters and their adventures. With each turn of the access, there'll be a vehicle that will you'll sit in and it will unveil a new universe to explore, creating an immersive, intriguing story-driven experience. Um the ride's going to be uh, it'll have multimedia screens, it'll have stories in each of the the screens and scenarios that you see, 3D objects and unexpected special effects. Um as well as give you the opportunity to interact in some of the scenes, which I thought was kind of fun. So, I thought it looked pretty cool. Um oh, I was also really surprised to hear that the Smurfs have a brand awareness of 95% worldwide. Can you believe that? Like that's yeah, great, it's
1: worldwide?
0: Worldwide. Isn't that nuts? that's Here's kind of remarkable.
1: Picture-
0: yes, exactly. Exactly. Because when I saw the Smurfs pop up, I thought, wow, man, like, why are we doing Smurfs? (laughs) Like, I know I love the Smurfs, but why the Smurfs now? So it actually makes sense when you hear that stat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and they've continued to modernize their brand. So it's not like, you know, a lot of these cartoons we used to watch Sunday morning, Saturday morning cartoons. Like they just stayed there in the 80s, right? And they didn't evolve or change. Where Smurfs is one of those brands that they've continued to release new you know new stuff they've evolved some of their culture and like some of that like they've stayed up to up to date with you know some of the cultural changes and so they've they have done a good job staying relevant so that even like young kids now even my kids grow up watching the smurfs but they watched a newer version of the smurfs than i watched back in back in the 80s Mm -hmm,
0: mm yeah for sure for sure i I could go dig in a bin i have actually here in my basement (laughs) and i've got like papa smurf smurfette i've got all the stuffies and the little characters i just yes I Agree. And uh maybe that's what it'll be for Halloween this year is a Smurf.
1: it will be a Smurf. Perfect.
0: Just you can't you get Smurf that. Yeah. I, I'm drinking the Smurfy Berry juice. I don't know about you, but yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, good. I'm glad we got that in there. I would look forward to actually experiencing that ride at some point, but uh, you know, when it actually gets completed and gets launched. But um anyway. Yeah, all right, and I guess that wraps things up. So That's I'm gonna, right. I will push Balzania back one more day. We'll talk about tomorrow, it tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
0: All
1: right. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, LBXers, this is CB BW signing off. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass.
0: Cheers, guys.